Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. South Africa's official hit parade presented by David Gresham, SA Top 20, takes the air tonight at 10.22. That's 22 minutes past 10. So if you'd like to find out which record is going to be on this week's SA Top 20, the number one record... Then just join David Gresham tonight at 22 minutes past 10. And that'll take you through right through until midnight. Stay with us. It's 8.30. Squad Cars. The story you're about to hear is true. Details are supplied from the official case files by the South African police. Only names and places have been changed to protect innocent people involved. Johannesburg, Monday the 25th of June, 8.30 p.m. street outside the tall, glittering facade of the Grafton Hotel is a crawling queue of impatient traffic. Some cars inch slowly into off-street parking garages. Others hoot impatiently as indecisive drivers seek any open space to leave their vehicles and make for the cinemas and restaurants of the city's concentrated centers of entertainment. One car, a gaudy, customized American limousine, slips quickly into a newly vacated spot directly opposite the hotel's main entrance. The driver switches off the motor and turns to the young man beside him. Both men are dressed in expensive, casual gear. Both appear nervous. Yeah, bit of luck, eh? Yeah, luck. A cigarette? Yeah, yeah. Time you bought some of your own. Yeah, sure, thanks. Just that I'm smoking too much, man. Got a light? You want a lot, don't you? Yeah. Thanks, I'll, um... Hey. What's the matter? That's a gun. What? I- in your belt there, you brought a gun. <laughs> sure. We said no guns. Now, listen, man, don't be crazy. How do we know about these blokes? We don't even know who they are. They could be anybody. Yeah, but no guns, Tony. They won't even know it's here. I'll keep it out of the way. Just want to be sure they don't try a fast one. <laughs> but... Ten grand's worth of stones here, do we, boy? People have been killed for less than that. I want to walk out of that hotel with the money and alive. You get me? Listen, man, if anything goes wrong, if... if... Oh, I'm not going to let anything go wrong. That's what this is for. Now, you coming to collect that money? Or are you going to sit there all night and smoke my cigarette? Right. 
Olays, Big Sombreros, Fresh Glitter. You're south of the border down Mexico Way in Acapulco. Colorific and cinematic in its sweep of mood and music. And Peter Stuyvesant is there along this magnificent bay of pleasure. Light up a Stuyvesant. Rich, choice tobaccos. Miracle filter. King's eyes. So much more to enjoy. p.m. The two young men leave the car, locking the doors carefully behind them, and cross the busy street to the hotel's main entrance. As they wait in the plush, noisy foyer, impatiently watching the lighted display above the lift doors, two other men, older, more conservatively dressed, are seated in a suite on the 15th floor. Another one? Hmm? Your glass is empty. Oh, yes. No, I don't think so. Not yet. What's the time? 20 to 9. They said half past 8. Traffic's bad out there. Give them a while. Don't like it. It'll be all right. I've done it before. Do you know these men? Not these two, no. I know where they come from. It isn't a police trap, I can promise you that. But have another drink. By the time I've poured it... Spence? Uh-huh. What do I do about... What's the matter with you? We worked it out, didn't we? Yes. You sit right there. You don't move. I have the money. I handle everything. You don't say a word. But all the while... I keep this gun under my coat. You won't need it. There's no point in taking chances. Right. You ready? Yes. Uh, <coughs> Mrs. Spence? Yes. I'm Tony. I spoke to you uh, on the phone. Uh, yes, of course. Come, come on in. Uh, this is Louis. Uh, hi, hi. Close the door. Well? And see what you've brought, Tony. Sure. First things first. Ten grand, we said. I don't know you, Tony. No insult intended, but I have to be sure. Show in the stones, Louis. Yes, that's the idea. While I make sure that they're the real thing, perhaps you two young gentlemen would like to help yourselves to a drink over there. Eh? No. What? Those stones stay with Louis. You can look at them, but he hangs on to them. That isn't possible, Tony. What do you mean? I have to make sure they're real. It's reasonable, isn't it? I can't do that simply by looking at them. I have to examine them under that light over there. Sure. And in the meanwhile, you work a switch and then tell us you don't want to buy. I wasn't born yesterday, Spence. Listen, boy. I'm nobody's boy. We do it my way. Uh, Tony. Stay out of this. Well? No deal. No, listen, I've come a long way, taking a lot of chances. That's the difference between us, Tony. I don't take chances. I don't think you're playing with kids when you're wrong, both of you. I'm having that money. You'll get the stones just the way they are. Take it or leave don't it. Don't be silly. Tony, Tony, put that gun away. Bernstein. Yes, I... Tony, look out. What? Tony. What the places you do that for? You shouted. I thought... You to shoot him. Is he... He's dead as last week's mutton. The other one's gone with the stones. What are we going to do, Spence? Get your bag. We clear out now. The deep carpets and thick walls of the Grafton Hotel effectively muffle the sound of Bernstein's gun. It is not until eight o'clock the following morning that Tony's body is discovered. Mr. Schultz? Yeah? I'm Lieutenant Donaldson. This is Sergeant Fury. Brixton murder and robbery, you telephone. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Come in, close the door. Thank you. There are no reporters from the newspapers? We're policemen, Mr. Schultz. Now... I understand there's a body in one of the rooms. You see, it's not me, but the principals of the hotel in Europe. If they read unpleasant publicity about the Grafton, it would be more than my job is worth. But 
all costs, we must prevent the newspapers. It's up to you, Mr. Schultz. If there's been a crime... Crime, yeah. A man has been shot. Been shot to death. Let's see. Can you take us there, please, as quickly as possible? Of course. Please, uh, publicity, you must assure me. Body, Mr. Schultz. Is he gone? Well, not as far, I shouldn't think. He's probably standing outside the door, making sure there isn't a reporter hidden out there. Yeah, he's only doing his job, I suppose. Well, one thing. Doesn't look as if anything's been touched in here since the crime, that is. Young blokes, huh? Mm. Dead for a while, I should think. And the doc will have to tell us, eh? Did you get through to the... They're all on their way, sir. Doctor, ambulance, fingerprint people, the lot. Good. Yeah, isn't going to make Mr. Manager Schultz very happy. Oh, no, sir. One of the ambulance chasers from the press is bound to pick it up. It's not our problem. There's our problem down there on the floor. What do you make of it, Sergeant? Shot through the chest. Large caliber pistol, I'd guess. 38 or 45. Large exit wound. Oh, bullets bound to be here somewhere. Probably in one of the walls. We'll start a search in a minute. Let's have a look through the room first. Very fancy. Yes. A suite. Bedroom through there. Another one through there. You got that page from the register? Mrs. Spenson Bernstein. You want to take a look at it, sir? Yeah, in a minute. Without luck, they're bound to be false names. There doesn't appear to be much left. There's no luggage. Check the bathroom, will you, Sergeant? Right, sir. Hello? I found something, sir? Oh, what do you make of this? Black cloth. Velvet. Very nice. Almost as big as a large handkerchief. Spread out here under the reading lamp. Someone's taken the cover off the lamp. Yeah, so they have. I wonder why. Well, hasn't been knocked over. Just carefully taken off and put down beside it. And the velvet spread out on the table. I wanted more light. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. To look at something. The velvet. Diamonds. What? Well, that's what jewelers put diamonds on. Bits of cloth like that. Now, how would you know a thing like that, Sergeant? Got engaged just before Christmas, sir. Had to buy her a ring. <laughs> Amazing way you learn things, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're looking at an IDB deal that went sour. Illicit diamond buying. But that's not our department, sir. Yes, it is, when someone gets killed. I wonder if he was the buyer or the seller. Well, maybe we'll find out when we get his name. Yeah. Either way, we're going to need help. Help, sir? Mm. There's a squad at John Foster Square that knows a lot more about these people than we do. Despite energetic protests from the manager of the Grafton Hotel, it isn't long before the foyer is crowded with eager reporters and photographers. Members of the various technical departments of the police complete their tasks, and the body is removed to the government mortuary. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Donaldson and Sergeant Faree have enlisted the help of the Golden Diamond Squad at John Forster Square. The man in charge is Major Fred Bierkus. <sighs> Not a very good shot. Best we could get, Major. The man will be dead for at least six hours. Docking's probably longer. Could be any one of a dozen. Fingerprints would be a help. If we had a previous conviction, sir. Most of them have. Not always for IDB, but chances are that he's been up to something crooked in his short life. The Grafton, you say? Yeah, nothing but the best. We found him in one of the most expensive suites. Well, there's a lot of money involved. These people aren't shy in spending it. <laughs> they don't call us the glamour squad for nothing, Lieutenant. Mm. The names Spence or Bernstein mean anything to you, Major? And, uh, not offhand. But my record's at your disposal, of course. Yeah, Major Birgus. Who? Oh, yes, yes, hang on. He's for you, Lieutenant. Oh, thank you. Uh, Lieutenant Donaldson? 
What? I see. Yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, carry on with the other prints, will you? Bad news, Lieutenant. Yeah, the prints on the body. There's no record of the man. Oh, it's not going to make it easier. No. Until we can identify the body, we're a long way from finding the man who killed him. Hello? Police? Yeah, I, I want to talk to someone about a murder. No, it doesn't matter what my name is. I want to talk to someone about the murder at the Grafton Hotel. It's urgent, man, really urgent. South of the border to big Brazil, where summer lingers four seasons long. Brazil is string bikinis, Copacabana sands, and tropical nights that disappear in a samba. It's Sugarloaf and Carnival. It's Rio, Bahia, and Brasilia, the sun-happy world of the Stuyvesant people. Light up the mild one. Peter Stuyvesant, extra mild. The cigarette the world wants now. <laughs> Tuesday, the 26th of June, 11.15 a.m. Fingerprints collected at the scene of the crime are all carefully checked with the records at John Foster Square and at Central Records in Pretoria, while photographs of the dead man are circulated to the various departments. It is only when Lieutenant Donaldson reaches his office that he learns of a mysterious telephone call. Who? Oh, wouldn't give a name, sir. Just said he had information about the Grafton murder. Mm. What information? He was even cagey about that. Wanted to speak to you, the officer in charge. Crank, you think? Uh, it's possible, sir. Although there was nothing in this morning's papers. Right, it'll be a different story this evening. That hotel was crawling with press when I left. <laughs> Poor Mr. Schultz. Yeah, he was mad if he thought he could keep a thing like that out of the papers. Funny, isn't it, Sergeant? People get murdered in the back streets of Soweto nearly every day. How often do they make the papers? The luxury suite of the Grafton? Front page stuff. Human nature, sir. Sergeant Farin? Oh, you again. Mysterious caller. Yeah, he's here. That's right, sir. You want to talk to him? I can't do any harm. Hello? Uh, Lieutenant Donaldson? You the man in charge of the Grafton Hotel case? How do you know about that? You connected with the hotel? Someone from the press? I I've got to talk to you. Are you a newspaperman? No, no, listen. I, I was there. You were What? room. I, I saw it happen. I, I gotta to talk to you. I hope you're not wasting my time. I swear I'm in trouble. I need help. Where can I meet you? Here. Main Road, Brixton. Murder and robbery. Uh, no, no, no. I, I can't do that. Listen, I'm, I'm scared. Somewhere else. All right, you tell me then. Uh, do you know the Tangier Roadhouse up near Yeovil? Yeah, yeah, I know where that is. Driving place. Uh, half an hour. I'll be there. Look for a big red car. Washington Trans-America. Well, I hope he's genuine. You're going to meet him, sir? Why not, Sergeant? He may not be a reporter. He certainly sounded frightened enough. By now, the early editions of the afternoon papers are on the streets of the city. Thousands of readers are poring over the sensational coverage on the front pages. To the far north of the city, in the affluent suburb of Dunkeld, a car stops outside a cafe. A man enters, casually buying a packet of cigarettes and a newspaper. He returns to the car. 
Yeah, you're famous, Bernstein. What? Look at that. You're on the front page. Mysterious killing at luxury hotel. Spence, you didn't think the papers were going to ignore it, did you? We've got to clear out. No. Those names of the hotel, we left our real names. But not our address. We could be anywhere. They'll get us. You know the cops are like. I'm not going till I get those diamonds. I've been waiting a long time for that package. You didn't shoot him. I did. It makes no difference. We'll go in time. You've got open tickets to New York, haven't we? Up a flight out just as soon as I have that packet. When? How? Leave it to me, Bernstein. Let's go for a ride, shall we? And some lunch. Not about you, but I'm stuck. As Bernstein and Spence head away from the northern suburbs, a small police car pulls into the tarmac quadrangle in front of the Tangier Roadhouse. Sergeant Paris soon spots the American car. There it is, sir. Not hard to spot that one. Washington Trans America. Can't be more than half a dozen of those in the country. No, I can see it. Pull up next to you. One man in there. And he's ignoring us. Because we don't look like police, do we, sir? I think we've got to go to him. Yeah, I'll go over it. You said he was frightened, sir. He could be dangerous. Somehow I don't think so. Hello? Open your window, please. I'm Lieutenant Donaldson. You? You police? That's right. You're the man I spoke to on the phone. Yeah. Get him quick. Now, what's all this about? You sure you're police? Yeah. Here's my certificate of appointment. My sergeant's sitting in the car next door. Do you want to see his as well? Just that you don't look like police. You said you were there in the room. The Grafton Hotel. When they shot Tony Yar, I was there. Tony? Yar, Tony May. Well, you know it was Tony. I mean, you found his body. I read it in the paper. We didn't know his name. Not until now. Who shot him? Don't know. Don't know what his name was. One of them. It wasn't Spence, though. The other one, a fat one, older. Did he call himself Bernstein? Yeah, something like that. Tony did all the deals. I was just along for, well, for the ride, you know. IDB? Yeah, of course. What did you think it was? You said something about being scared. Sure, they still want the stones, don't they? You have the done. Sure, I, I ran as soon as I saw Tony had had it. I just took off out of that place so fast... With that... the diamonds? You want to see? They're in here. In this bag. Take a look. So that's what he was killed for. Well, I'm not surprised. Hmm. How's our little informer? Well, comfortable as possible. Got him the best cell in the place. <laughs> On his own. Five-star treatment. He's not unhappy, is he? Uh-uh. Happy as a sandboy. He's safe. They'll never get him in there. Yeah, but I'm worried. I've been thinking. What? The only way we'll get Spence and Bernstein is in a trap. Trap? Yeah, think about it, Sergeant. We know their names. Apart from that, nothing. The city's full of Spences and Bernsteins. For all we know, they could be from Durban or Cape Town. They might not even be South African. Louis couldn't even be sure about that. Gem Squad has no record of them. So they could be out of the country? Yeah, they could be. But Lou is sure they're not. His friend Tony set up the deal after a lot of wrangling. These were big buyers, he said. And when big buyers sniff a parcel like this one, they are to shake off. Do they know how to contact Louis, though? No. But they know how to contact his dead friend. They might assume that Louis will go back there. They might use a middleman. And as long as Louis is locked up in that cell downstairs... He's a dead end. Yeah. No hope at all. 
You know what surprises me? What, Sergeant? The Golden Diamond people at John Foster Square. Mm -hmm. The Gen Squad, I mean. If these two really are big boys, and if there's Tony character, the dead one, I mean, if he was a long-standing dealer, then you'd think they would know about it. Have some kind of record. No, not necessarily. There's a huge trade in illegal gemstones, Sergeant. The only records they have are the ones that get caught. Tip of the iceberg. Well, it makes you think, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people turn a sort of blind eye to illicit diamond buying. I remember an uncle of mine. He said after rugby, it was South Africa's national sport. <laughs> you are, exactly. And that's the problem. People don't think. Look what this little deal's led to. One dead body already. That man in a cell downstairs with very little to look forward to. Is he going to be charged? Well, it depends on how much of the truth he's been telling. Right, we're wasting time. Louis going free? Under our very careful supervision, yes. He isn't going to like it, Lieutenant. No, you're crazy. There's I... no other way, Louis. You have to do it. No, I don't. I know my rights. I don't have to do anything. I suppose that's true, but if you don't, we only have your word that this character Bernstein shot Tony. Well, it wasn't me. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have come to you. I wouldn't have given myself up, would I? Maybe. Maybe not. It's possible a judge will think differently. Louis, listen. We'll be there all the time. You won't see us, but we'll be there, I promise you. But... I don't know. These are big boys. I mean, they don't play games. All the more reason to get them. Put them behind bars where they'll be safe. You'll be safe. Think about it, Louis. If we don't arrest them, what sort of life are you going to have? Two dangerous men at large, knowing that you've got a large packet of diamonds, knowing that you're the only witness to a murder they committed. You can't spend the rest of your life in a cell. And then? You, um... You say you'll be there uh, all the time? Breathing down your neck. Okay. Good man. Right. This is what we're going to do. We're wasting time, Spence. How do we know that the man even lives here? Because I paid for the information. I played plenty. That's where he lives, over the road, I promise you. Doesn't mean to say he'll come home. He's running scared. Where else will he go? Oh, I don't know. He's got a parcel of stones, doesn't he? Ten thousand worth in the illicit market. Ten times that in New York. Maybe more. It could be anywhere. He wouldn't know what to do with them. Oh, he'll come back any moment now. What's the matter? The big red car. That's, that was Tony's car. I'm sure of it. That's what they told us. Look out for a big red American car. Flashy. There it is. You're not going to go over there. Just walk in. Oh, no. Wait for the telephone number two, didn't I? Come on, there's a phone on the corner. Answer it, Louis. Answer it. There he goes. Yes? Louis Vivner? Yeah. It's a Spence. You remember me? Spence? Yes, I can hear you do. Listen, you? I, I don't need you. You killed Tony. Listen you to me. It was an accident. It shouldn't have happened, you saw. He pulled the first gun. Sure, but... Make any difference to the deal? We still have a deal, don't we? I, I mean, I have the money and you have the stones. I'm sure you'd rather have the money, wouldn't you? Ten thousand rands? Yeah, but... Nothing to be frightened of. Nothing. Where do we meet? Shall I come to you? No, 
No, not here. Some, somewhere public. Uh, in open. Not so stupid after all. All right. For all sorts of reasons, I think the airport, don't you? Safe and convenient. Jan Smuts Airport. Where and when? In 45 minutes from now. It should give us both plenty of time. Yeah, where? You, you know the big observation lounge in the overseas departure hall upstairs? Yeah. Go and sit next to the window in the corner nearest the door. Go and watch the planes, Louis. All right, but... And don't worry about a thing. We'll recognize you. You just sit there. We'll do the rest. Important news on home loans. The firm reporting... If you've been planning to buy, build, or improve your home, do it now. The time is ripe, and the perm has the money for you. The signs are clear. Buy now. Tomorrow it will cost you more. So if you plan to buy, build, or improve your home, come to where the money is. Come to the leaders in home finance. Come to the perm. <laughs> Forty-five minutes does not allow the police much time to arrange an elaborate trap. But they swing into action with all the forces they can muster. The upstairs lounge is swiftly cleared of the public, and plain-clothed police occupy the deep easy chairs. Police dress as waiters and airport staff, and Lieutenant Donaldson and Sergeant Faree wait anxiously behind a pillar, not three meters from the frightened figure of Louis Vepiner, as he huddles on a seat, staring across the busy apron of Jan Smuts Airport. There he is, Vince. Come on, just a minute. Let's be sure. Sure about what? That's our man, Spence. I recognize him anywhere. I know. I see him, all right. Yes, looks clear enough. Just enough people around, not too many. Funny, I would have thought there'd been more this time of the day. Oh, we're wasting time. That plane. Yes, we have a plane to catch, don't we? Come on. Hello, Louis. Bring the stones. Uh, he, yeah. Here they are. To take your word for it this time. Right, here's the money. Come on, hand over the stones. Is this what you're looking for, Mr. Spence? 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 Oh, you, the police? Police? No, no, no. Don't try and run. You're surrounded. Scrat. You won't do a thing, either of you. Sergeant? Sir? Get the cuffs on them both. Let's get out of here. David Charles Spence and Joshua Bernstein were charged with the murder of Tony May and were attempting to trade in illicit gemstones. Both were found guilty and sentenced to 25 years in prison. Louis Vepiner was charged with attempting to trade in illicit gemstones. At the trial, the judge commended him for cooperating with the police and he was sentenced to three years in prison, the whole sentence suspended for five years. <laughs> streets at night, waiting, in fast cars, on foot, living with crime and violence. These men are on duty 24 hours out of every 24. They face dangers at every turn, expecting nothing less. They protect the people of South Africa. These are the men of Squad Cars. 
Listen again next Friday evening to another dramatic story in our authentic South African police series, Squad Cars. Dramatized by Dale Cutts, Squad Cars is directed by Colin Fish and produced by David Gooden. that you stay with us in Springbok country. It's now nine o'clock. We present Best Sellers. Best Sellers, featuring great works by famous authors of today and yesterday. Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham.
dramatized in twenty chapters by Annette Mackenzie. The Day of the Triffids. Her unshakable belief in the rightness of her views gives them a sense of security. Something unchanged in the middle of chaos. But they're all going to be thinking about it before they go to sleep tonight. Listen, if you were a woman and you had a choice, would you choose babies and an organization to look after you? Or would you adhere to a principle which would probably mean no babies and no one to look after you? Remember, most women want babies anyway. A husband's just what Dr. Fawless might call the local means to the end. I don't think I care for that last sentence. But in many cases, it's quite true. Many cases. But there are others where it doesn't apply. There's never really a general rule for anything, not where people are concerned. The thing that bothers me is how many will they expect? I mean, I like babies well enough, but there are limits. Best Vodka. Delectably dry, smooth and clean. Count Pushkin, the Imperial Vodka. Judged the world's best vodka at the 1979 International Wine and Spirit Competition and winner of the Double Gold Award. Nazdarovia, a toast to pure, full-strength Count Pushkin, the world's best vodka. 